Is it possible to know the day of the Messiah's return? Wait a minute. Didn't Yeshua tell his disciples not to, not even to he bother with this? He said no one knows the day or the hour. But he told them to be ready and he gave them signs, didn't he? We don't know the day or the hour because God has set this holiday on a lunar day that's hard to track. Even the rabbis are unsure on which day it starts. And finally, they obscured the date with a false holiday. So in a beautiful stroke of irony, the uncertainty of our view actually lends more weight to this theory being true. All right, I want to welcome you to a special episode of Pod for Israel and Golan. The tables have turned. The interviewer has become the interviewee. <laughs> we have an interesting thing, and I'm just going to just straight out the gate give a bombshell. Is it possible to know the season of the Messiah's return? And before you write us off, we're not naming dates and times, but does the biblical festivals give us clues about these great events? And we, we, we even dare to mention this because we're getting close to the holidays of Tishrei, the seventh month. Yeah, we are pretty much releasing this right in the time of Yom Turah. Now, I'll tell you, if, if I ask any Israeli on the street, you know, what's Yom Turah? What are they going to say? Or in English, how do you uh, call it? In Feast of Trumpets. Yeah, but, but in Hebrew, Yom Turah, they're going to say, what, what? what are you what talking, are you talking about? about? Is, this, is this a biblical holiday? Because... It's Be- because two two thousand years of rabbinic tradition, we got used to calling it Rosh Hashanah, the the uh, the, the um, f- year, the the first first day of the year. Right. Yeah, but it's not. Of course, it's the seventh month, so it couldn't be it couldn't be the first day of the year. But this is we we talked about the influence of the the, the, the Babylon calendar on yeah, rabbinic right, tradition. Right. Right. So so again, I'm going to ask the question, yeah. and you tell me. Uh, is it possible to know the day of the Messiah's return? Wait a minute! Didn't Yeshua tell his disciples not to, not even to he bother said with no this? No one question? knows the day or the hour. Yeah. So this is, but nevertheless, he told them to be ready, and he gave them signs, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He gave them signs. You know, the, here's here's the here's the main key. This statement could possibly be there's kind of uh, there's this, this theory that we're rolling out here today and again it's a theory it's interesting uh, study it check it out yourselves could this statement be a clue for us to discover the appointed day of his return now i've already given something away we talked about appointed uh, the appointed days with eras last week and we, we when we look at all these festivals of god they're actually in hebrew it's actually translated the appointed time the appointed exactly. days so these appointments It's of a God, blueprint, right? Yeah, these are special appointments. Now, we know that during these appointments, God did something great in times past, but also we look at God changed the world, and we kind of went over that a little bit with uh, Dr. Soref, of how each of these days has been fulfilled perfectly as we look at the spring feasts. Exactly. Okay? He was crucified on Passover. Even at the time of the evening sacrifice, he was crucified. He was risen on the feast of first fruits, being the first fruits of the resurrection. The Holy Spirit was poured out 50 days after Passover. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost or Shavuot. So we have these things being fulfilled on these specific appointed times. That was his first coming. Now we're looking at his return. And could it be that there's a special appointment? for those times. Yeah, and now, now when you say the day, you don't mean the actual date and the hour. You mean a, a day that the Lord in advance 
created for that event. So right. it could be, it could, you, you don't say the specific year. No, no. This, yeah, <laughs> no you're clue. not, we're not, say, we're not talking about the specific year. And by the way, you know, rabbis, rabbis in, in history, in, 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 in traditional, uh, traditional rabbinic uh, leaders, even Maimonides, w- did try to calcu- calculate the, the, the specific day. And of course, they were wrong because right. that the, the day was gone and the, and the Messiah didn't return when they thought he would. So even, even, even though the rabbis are saying on one hand, don't, be, d- don't calculate the day, there's many rabbis that tried to and, were, and failed. And we're not giving yeah, the I'm, specific... I'm, also gonna, I'm just going to come out and say from the, from the get-go yeah. that this theory has nothing to do with the timing of the rapture. I know we have listeners that are on all sides of this uh, debate. It's a heated debate. Please uh, be nice in the comments to each other. But, you know, there's different theories. There's pre-trib rapture yeah. where it happens before everything gets bad. There's mid-trib and then there's post-trib. There's different theories. Hey, we got to respect each other. This is stuff that's not, that's not divide the faith over that. So just as a side note, we don't know the day. The point isn't trying to nail down a date, but what God is speaking to us through these prophecies. I, I believe that we are to look to the hope of Messiah through these seasons. So again, we're not talking about the rapture. I think that there's a lot of uh, significance in some of these scriptures that we, we're going to be going through uh, concerning the rapture. But but basically, that has no bearing. No matter what your eschatological view is on that, you believe that Yeshua, that Jesus will return physically, this is that time we're speaking of and how these holidays speak to that. Exactly. Uh, again, the holidays have many foreshadowings into a lot of things, but let's dive in to some of this interesting coincidences that yes, we see So here. you were saying there, there are certain hints, uh, even with the words of Yeshua about his, his, the, the day that the Lord appointed for his return. Yeah. So first of all, on this day, we sound shofars to welcome the holiday. The trumpet call is to remember God's powerful descent on the clouds with fire. And when you say shofar, just for our English audience, when you the say shofar sh- is a trumpet, yep. so ram's horn and, and so forth. So remember, remember the scene on Mount Sinai as God was coming down. The children of Israel were all waiting at their tents, shaking in their boots. <laughs> this trumpet, this wasn't just, you know, this wasn't just like some small little trumpet. This trumpet shook the earth. And as he came on the clouds and fire, it was a glorious. It was so. It, it, you're so coming. right because it says that the, the sons of Israel, Bnei Israel, the children of Israel, saw the voices. Wow. It literally in Hebrew says they saw, they saw the voices. Can you imagine a voice so loud that you can see? You can see it. Oh wow! <laughs> just, 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 just imagine for a moment this powerful, powerful scene that's described in Exodus. But then also think about. Think about how our Savior returns. Does he come just like nice and quiet? No, no, no. His return. When he physically... Swords coming yeah, from this, his mouth. This physical arrival of our Messiah, when he comes, it is glorious. It is powerful. It's pretty scary. <laughs> if you're, We would see the voices. It, 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 yeah, you're going to see the voices <laughs> of the trumpets. I mean, it's amazing. Okay, so we, we have the scene that's described there, and we're looking... Again, these festivals, they look to the past, but they also look to the future at the same time. So we see that. Is it possible this appointed day and this historic event speaks of a day yet to come? 1 Thessalonians 4.16, Isaiah 27.13. There's many other verses that go into this great trumpet sounding 
on this great day of deliverance. Now, if we read through Revelation, we know that there's the all the you know the armies have come to destroy Israel. There's the last bit of of Jewish people that are holding out there, and um, it seems like all hope is lost. Yes. And then all of a sudden, here he comes and he saves Israel, and he defeats the armies of darkness. And there he is. And this is an incredible day because Israel will see Yeshua as he really is. Remember all yeah. the hostility, all the anger towards that man that they don't even pronounce his name. Right. And he will come to rescue them. That's why Zechariah says it'll be a day of great mourning after he comes, of course. Yeah, yeah we'll, you know, we'll get there. I'll tell you, in times past, I've, I've seen it like, you know, like Yom Kippur. And there's a foreshadowing of that, of repentance there. But really, if you look at Jewish tradition... The repentance doesn't start on Yom Kippur. I think there's a lot of people that see that, you know, like Yom Kippur, it's the great day yeah. of mourning and repentance, fasting and prayer. But even secular even secular Jews know it starts in Rosh Hashanah. Exactly. So that's the new thing. Repentance doesn't start on Yom Kippur. It starts on, on Yom Turah. Yeah, on the day of trumpets, yeah. So think about and it. It's even called the 10 days of tshuva, the 10 day of repentance. Of repentance, of returning. And so, and so it's like you have this event. Just think about it. Remember, you know, Zechariah prophesies that they, he, he's going to come down. The Messiah will come. They'll see his hands that they've pierced and will mourn for him. And, and in Zechariah, God is talking. Their only in Zechariah, God is, they will see my, God is talking in the first person. They'll see my hands. Exactly. So God, yeah. Yud Vave, the, the actual name is talking. So first of all, to our Jewish brothers, I mean, who else could he be talking about? When here? did we pierce God? Yeah, when did Yeshua. we pierce God? And, and you know, he's he's re- and why would they repent? There's also this scene. Nehemiah describes Ezra bringing all the children of Israel that were there in Jerusalem together, hmm. and, and and you know they he opens up the Torah scroll, and as he opens up the Torah scrolls and begins to read the living word of God, what happens? Repentance. Repentance yeah. They start mourning, and again. Think of why, think of why our people are mourning on that day. What's motivating that mourning is not just their missing of the Messiah, but even you know our forefathers, past and past, that have missed it and missed it and missed it. It For it's the same thing that you see happening here as Ezra reads the Torah. They realize that this is why we're in exile. This is why this is we missed our Messiah for generations. And it provokes this deep mourning of course. as you read through the context of what's happening in Nehemiah there. So how appropriate the living word of God finally revealed. It was clear in that section of Nehemiah that these weren't common words. They no. didn't know the Torah. This was new to them because it provoked such great mourning as they heard these words and as they were explained. Yeah. And Ezra was probably teaching with uh, with power, you know. With, yeah. Uh, so there's this, there's this foreshadowing of that great day uh, that will will yet be to come that's prophesied by Zechariah uh, with this morning. So morning Begins starts. with Rosh Hashanah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's even called the 10 days of tshuva from the day of trumpets to Yom Kippur. 10 days of tshuva. Oof, Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Yalla, yep. no, no, no. Yom Turah. <laughs> exactly, Yom Turah. We're going to get to that in a little bit. As it says in the Bible, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, first of all, we see in rabbinic tradition, we see in the past, we see in all sorts of different foreshadowing events, that this is a beginning of repentance on Yom Turah. But, Yeshua said, no man knows the day or the hour of return. Why would we dare to say that this could be the day? Mm-hmm. This is very interesting. This holiday, Yom Turah, 
was always one of the most difficult days to identify because of its position at the start of the lunar calendar. Now, remember, listeners, like we have two different calendars here that we're speaking of. We have the Gregorian calendar, which, you know, the world operates on today, which is based on a solar cycle. And then we have the lunar calendar that God set up in the Torah. And so as we look at these festivals, we're actually a few years ago, we had those in overlap to where they actually kind of lined up during yes. the time of, this, of Passover. Yeah. yeah, it was like right in the same time. But but the, that's why these kind of dates will float around is because there's two different calendars based upon two different things. But on the lunar calendar, we're looking to the new moon for a new month. And where it's easy with, uh, you know, with Passover and so forth, you don't actually have a high holy day until you've had a few days uh, to kind of observe the moon cycle. Yes. And so then the the word can go out to the Galilee. The word can go out to all the different places that, hey, this is the appointed time for Passover. But this one, it starts on the exact new moon cycle. So according to the tradition, the, the rabbis even admit to not knowing the exact day. That's why we actually, even today, there's sects that celebrate two days around the estimate holiday. Yeah, like just here, not, not to go wrong. Yeah, yeah, your your Shabbat elevators run for two <laughs> days. <laughs> you know, that's why. Just it's, in case. Just in case. Um, so there's sects that actually observe two days here because the rabbis didn't know the day or the hour. So it was hard to estimate. Now, now let me go even further into that. That part of the suspense, you had to wait expectantly for the arrival. Back in the day, the chief priests and the council would determine the beginning of the month. And then from Jerusalem, they would send messengers north, south, east, and west. And just think of this imagery here. Okay. Again, this is historical tradition mm -hmm. that the messengers, especially think about, you know, here Yeshua's telling the parable about being ready for the bridegroom's arrival. Okay. Or yes. for the master to come from a far country. Uh, here's what would happen. The, the heralds would come and they would travel from Jerusalem all the way up north through the Galilee, all the way to the furthest reaches of where the Jewish people were. And they would say, get ready. It's Yom Turah. Yom Turah is upon us. Get ready. Yom Turah is here. Just around the corner. They would be announcing with trumpets. They would be announcing it's time. So here, here's, here's all of those who feared the Lord in that time. If you lived up in the Galilee, it might be a day. It um, might be in the middle of midnight. You, yeah. you might hear that call at midnight. Yom Torah is here. Now just think, think of, think of the different parables that Yeshua told about the rival, not knowing, being ready, having yourself girded, having your wicks trimmed, the virgins ready for the bridegroom's arrival mm -hmm. at midnight. At midnight, he can. Second watch of the night, etc. Isn't that amazing? Yep. And not everyone, not everyone was ready. <laughs> yeah, sadly. So we have to be ready for our master's return. So what a beautiful parable told through history. So again, this holiday reminds us to always be ready for a king's return. Yeah, and what what triggers this repentance that starts traditionally on on the day of trumpets? What? What can trigger the, this this repentance for ten days until Yom Kippur, right? Yeah. Other than other than something really significant that happens. Yeah. In the future. Yeah, because I mean, on the, it doesn't take ten days for them to figure out that Yeshua is the one who came on the mighty clouds and power and defeated everyone. I mean, they're they're gonna 
they're going to see it. <laughs> it's they're going to they're know. Yeah. It's like lightning from the east to the west. Everyone knows uh, immediately. And so it, it triggers this repentance. What, what else is traditional to say during this time of uh, the 10 days of awe? Yeah, so, so there's, there's so many traditions. But what's interesting is that even according to some rabbinic literature, they expected the Messiah to come around the, the day of trumpets. Yeah. They even expected it. Yeah. Some, of course, there's, there's an ocean of rabbinic traditions. But even, even in rabbinic tradition, we see hints of, of, of expectance for something huge, eschatological, to happen on the day of trumpets. Yeah, so in the, in the Talmud and the Mishnah, it speaks of that as well. Okay, so we already see that, that this is a holiday that was built around this obscure timing based on the lunar t- calendar. Mm-hmm. And even traditionally, historically, they didn't know the day or the hour. No. They were waiting. It might come at midnight for you to actually know. Yeah, they're he's dependent here, on witnesses. Yeah. Which is amazing. So there's another reason. And you mentioned it earlier that will miss this holiday is the fact that rabbinic Judaism and the culture of this day has forgotten the biblical roots of the holiday and now calls it Rosh Hashanah, the, the beginning of the year. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, so it's a Jewish New Year. Now, okay, go on. Is that what is in the Torah? Does the Torah say that this is the time to celebrate the The, the, the Torah and the New entire year? Bible never, never call this holiday the beginning of the year. And, and not only that, it's called, it's in the seven month yeah. The Torah highlights that it's in the seventh month. The yeah. first month is the month of Passover. Yeah. So, and, 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 and the day of trumpets is on the seventh month. So it couldn't be in the, in the beginning of the year, yeah. of the biblical year. Yeah. And even as uh, Ayers was explaining yesterday, there's, there's an old Babylonian tradition that uh, they would actually do the waving of yeah. kind of this New Year of offering course. in Babylonian times during Passover before Passover at the true Jewish New Year. Yes. Okay. So we have this, where did this even come from? This whole idea of Rosh Hashanah on the seventh month. Yeah. I, th- I think this is, again, this is the, um, this is the influence that the, the, the cultures surrounding the, the, the Israel in the, in the, gov- in the gov- government by the, by the rabbis, that's the influence that they had. And it was agriculture, you know, agriculturally right. influenced. And that was, According to agriculture, that was that made sense to, to, to yeah. begin the year at this at this day. So it actually began uh, from some of the research I've done in Babylon. Yes. So exactly. the, this is a Babylonian pagan tradition. I mean, if we're just to be honest with historical fact and biblical fact, we see that this one, one doesn't come from the Torah. Two clearly does come from Babylon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now it's taken over. So the invention of this holiday has covered up the Feast of Trumpets with Babylonian pagan tradition rather than scripture. It's only found in the Talmud after 200 AD. Yes. Okay. So, you know, we see this shadowing of the actual holiday itself in that, like, like I said, if you go out on the streets and say, uh, you know, happy Yom Tarad, like no one has a clue. Nobody knows what's strange. Yom Tawai's. What are you talking about? They, they do blow trumpets on Rosh Hashanah, but again, this this has been hidden, and, it, so, and the trumpets they blow has to do with with the repentance. Yeah, right. Opening the gates of of, of heaven uh, for, for 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 the trial, you know, to win to to win the case for your soul. <laughs> so let's recap. 
We don't know the day or the hour because God has set this holiday on a lunar day that's hard to track. Even the rabbis are unsure on which day it starts. And finally, they obscured the date with a false holiday. Mm -hmm. So in a beautiful stroke of irony, the uncertainty of our view actually lends more weight to this theory being true. Again, guys, this is a theory. You know, don't throw tomatoes. (laughs) Check it out yourself. Um... You know, Golan and I, we like uh, dug into, like once we started kind of digging into this uh, for, for a piece that we're doing in the future, oh man, we, we were like, is this true? Let's let's dig in. So the, the three of us, we got a whole team of us in the library, started digging through a bunch of books. And this is kind of a, it's a new take on these uh, events. It's not about the date. Trying to predict times, to me, there's lots of reasons why nobody will know. For those who subscribe to Pre-Trip Rapture, if all the witnesses are gone, who will be there to tell them how to look for the physical return. Again, maybe the unpredictable date is speaking to that rapture event. Or maybe if we put the physical day of return in the context of the events of Revelation, with all the plagues and disasters that will come before his return, whoever's left will be too busy looking for shelter to look at a calendar. The point isn't about the date. It's what God is directing our focus to in this season, looking to the redemption to come. The, the thing that's most pressing for all of us, and especially when we talk about no one knows the day or the hour, mm-hmm. is the fact that our last day here on this earth is our first day in eternity. Exactly. So, <laughs> guys, you know, I've had uh, friends that have passed away at an early age. I've had all sorts of things happen, you know, even in the last few weeks. We don't know. You know, whether it's a car, whether it's uh, some sort of a a health issue. Of course. Guys, you know, tomorrow is not promised for us. And we think about, think about the apostles and even in some of the epistles, it talks about the return of the Lord is near. Were they wrong? Hmm. No. No, even in the rabbinic tradition, you have to wait every day. And it says, even if he doesn't return today, wait, it could be tomorrow. Because his return for us is on our last breath. You know? And if you think about it, that the imminence, like the, the absolute, you know, urgency of the hour is where are you at today? Have you made the decision to make him Lord of your life? Because we're not promised tomorrow. You know, like you said, we don't know. It could be uh, next year. It could be, you know, 10 years from now, but now, that we're ready. By the way, we, we I don't know if we emphasis, but, but if we emphasis this point enough, but traditionally people, people tend to think that Yeshua would return in, in, in Yom Kippur, in the Day of Atonement. But we're right. saying it could be 10 days earlier. It, it could be on Yom Terah, and, and that's kind of like looking at, number one, the obscurity of the day. You know, the fact that it is a day that no one knows the day or the hour. And they actually, trua, they actually trumpet. They actually blow the trumpets. Like it, it was, says in, in Revelation. It was commemorating the day when God came down on Mount Sinai. You know, that great trumpet blast we know that Yeshua returned with a trumpet blast exactly right? so when exactly. is when do we blow the trumpet yeah so there's a lot of things here guys it's a really interesting thing but again you know uh, as we look to this time we see this uh, great day of the Lord you know we're not again guys the whole issue of the rapture I don't think that if you really see what we're talking about here it doesn't matter which view you hold it still all fits. We're talking about, We're the, talking physical, about the return, yeah, the return, of return when he comes and uh, not just to call people up when, when he comes to establish his kingdom. As, as his disciples asked him in Acts 1, when do you, when do yeah. you, is it, is this the time you're going to establish back the kingdom to, to Israel? 
Yeah. They restored the kingdom to Israel. So we're talking about the physical return of Yeshua, defeating his, uh, Israel's enemies. And I, I just hope that, that, that this, uh, this new perspective uh, really inspires your heart because really all prophecy in scripture has its ultimate purpose in pointing our hearts to the Messiah. And God's woven this love story inspired by the Holy Spirit, penned by over 40 authors over thousands of years, mm -hmm. knit with the thousands of fulfilled promises and prophecies that we see fulfilled in our days before our very eyes. And part of that is even the nation that we're sitting in today, sitting exactly. there with you, Golan, and and being able to see the, the Jewish people not just brought back to their land, but even... Even what we're seeing, like this last week, we had probably about seven or eight testimonies come in, just beautiful stories of salvation. This is happening in an ever-increasing manner. It's accelerating. It's exciting to see these these things uncovered and these things fulfilled in our day. Now, I'm sure that, that some of our audiences are thinking, come on, well, what, do you, what does it make a difference if he comes on Yom Kippur, if he comes on Rosh Hashanah? Why, 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 why should somebody even care? Well, I think, I think we care because this is basically his love story. And so whether he comes on that day or not, he's telling us the story. Okay. So if you believe that, okay, you know, his physical return will happen on that day or not, that part's irrelevant because uh, number one, we don't know which day that is. It could be give or take a few, but, but basically the point is, is the story. The point is the message of salvation. The point is that our King is returning and he's intricately designed this whole system including these festivals to point our eyes to him which are the feasts of the lord by these the way these are the, the feasts the, of the, the lord feast of the lord yeah there is appointed times for us to to stop and have an appointment with him for us to stop and reflect on his salvation on what he's done in the past and what he's yet to do and so hey what a great holiday. What, what a great excuse. There's always a good time to celebrate our Messiah. And so we pray that you would be celebrating him. And again, guys, the most relevant question to ask is, are you ready Amen. for his return? Are you ready for that day? And as we see these prophecies fulfilled, I hope it provokes urgency in your heart. If you haven't made him Lord of your life, if you haven't accepted him and received him as your Messiah, do it today. Don't delay because... Amen. It doesn't matter about Yom Terah. It doesn't matter about the date because your date with the king could be tonight, tomorrow, or 20 years from now. Right. We don't know. But the point is, is to be ready. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week.